0: Now we're going to be dealing with the prayer of intercessions. We said that prayer is in general involves asking or inviting our Heavenly Father to intervene in our affairs or the affairs of other people here on earth in the name of Jesus Christ and giving Him thanks for it. Amen. Now, when it comes to intercession, um, it is the same thing. And then we talked about that the prayer of supplication is a petition. Is a definite request to God, our Heavenly Father, concerning, concerning our, our needs or wants, or for His intervention in any matter that concerns us in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when it comes to intercession, it involves us coming to God to entreat Him in accordance with His word or His will on behalf of another. Person to stay the hand of the execution of judgment ordered or to avert a negative situation. Praise the Lord. Now, intercession comes in when um, we, when there is a wrong and we want to create reconciliation. Praise the Lord. We want to talk to God on behalf of that particular situation. Now, if we go to First uh, Timothy chapter 2 from verse 1, we're going to see where that word is mentioned. It says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness And honesty for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth now there's a reason why you have there that he says that we should have supplications prayers intercessions uh, and giving of thanks the reason it was bunched up like that be made for all men is that you use the needed prayer in a particular situation, amen. So he put all those prayers together because sometimes, sometimes what is required will be intercessions. Then the other time it might be supplication, praise the Lord, or it might be a prayer of faith, Hallelujah. But in it all, we give thanks, amen. Now the word in the word uh, translated intercessions here. Uh, is a Greek word which means entuxis. It says it means to entreat. The, the word dictionary says that it means to entreat or to chance upon or to address God for others. It means to intercept. Now, not the dictionary now, putting down all the things that I've looked at, the things that I've experienced concerning it, What the Holy Ghost taught me about it, it means to go to one in authority on the basis of a relationship to intercept and interrupt something that has been decided. Hallelujah. In this case, it means us going to God the Father to intercept and interrupt a predetermined action by one in authority. That is, we are interrupting that thing by going to God in the midst of that authority's impending action and insert a reason. We go there, we insert a reason or reasons according to God's word as to why He should not carry out that action. We either plead with Him or we do some form of advocacy to stop that thing from happening. Amen? Now, the action has already been predetermined. Something is going to go wrong. God wants to bring judgment, or an authority in this life wants to bring judgment because of some wrong someone did. And then we go to God and ask him to intervene. And we show reasons why he should do that. There are provisions made in God's word for us to be able to, or there's provision in God's word for us to be able to speak on behalf of those people. At least we to whom the ends of the world are come. Why do I say that? The people who went before us didn't know some of these things. They were just, as they were led in their hearts, they just moved. Uh, People like Abraham, when Abraham was interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah, prior to that, we're not aware of anyone who has prayed for other people. Hallelujah. Actually, most of the other names we know were complaining about people and wanted, you know, vengeance like Abel. When Abel passed on his way out, he said he wanted justice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let us go to Genesis chapter, seven, chapter 18, verse 17, verse 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and, that, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. And the Lord said, because of the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah, because the cry of Sodom, of, 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 of cry, of, of Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous, I'll go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is common to me. And if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from hands and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. If you read it from 18.1, from you will see how that Abraham knew it was the Lord when he came near his camp. You know, some people say, how do we know when an angel or someone from the Lord shows up? The Holy Ghost that is in us will be a witness. The Bible says his spirit beareth witness with our spirits that we are sons or children of God. Praise the Lord. So also, when you come across somebody and that person is a child of God, the anointing will be a witness. Amen. Hallelujah. We advise everyone to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's good for you to, I'm and, and praying the spirit so you be sensitive to that witness. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, and Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? He said, Peradventure, there be fifty righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner and to slay the righteous with the wicked, that the righteous should be as the wicked that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Do you see that uh, Abraham, in coming to the Lord, one, he interrupted him. God had already decided he was going to judge Sodom and Gomorrah. And perhaps it was Lot who was praying against the city because he lives there. And the Bible said this, People vexed his righteous soul daily by the things that they did. What is that? He had been watching just like we watch here in America when we see some things. You know, two men kissing each other, two women, and all of that trying to get married. Those things are vexatious to the soul of the righteous. Yeah, they, they, they affect I mean, you can't begin to imagine it, all right? But they're trying to sear men's conscience, all right, to make people, to desensitize people to the evil of it. And it does not change the judgments of God. If all men on the earth accept it, God will never accept it. So the judgment of it will still come, whether people like it or not. Whether they legislate from here to the moon, it will still come. Because God, of two immutable things of which it is impossible for God to lie. And in the book of Malachi, it says, I am the Lord and I change not. So God is not a man. He doesn't change like that, no. Hallelujah. So that judgment is still there. So it was because of that, that he came to judge Sodom and Gomorrah. Now Abraham intercepted him. And tried to interrupt what he was about to do. Bringing forth his strong reasons. Now it says in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 21. It says produce your, your cause. saith the Lord bring forth your strong reasons it the king of Jacob. Hallelujah. So you bring forth your strong reasons. Amen. You show cause before the Lord. Amen. So now let's go back to what we're reading. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So Abraham continued to talk to the Lord concerning this particular city, And the things that were, people that were in it. And he said, and the Lord said, verse 26, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, I will spare all the place for their sakes. Hallelujah. Because of 50 righteous people, people who who love God and are doing his will. He said, if I find these people, In the city, I will not destroy it, even if everybody, regardless of the wickedness that was in the place. Now, where intercession is not made and a situation like this exists, God will bring judgment because there is nothing to stay his hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, who am but dust and ashes. Now, we're also not saying this thing. Uh, the definition I gave is not really an action definition, it just tells you what you are doing when you're interceding. In real action, it is us going to the Lord, pleading on behalf of a people that He should stay the hand of judgment. If He hears us, if we do it in accordance with his word and his will, he hears us. If he hears us, he will stop. Hallelujah. And usually, God is willing not to bring judgment. God's first port of call is not judgment. He's patient and long-suffering, not willing that any man perish. Now, what I'm saying right now I'm going to show you from scripture. Can we go to 1 Timothy chapter 2 from verse 1? He said, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men and for kings of all that are in authority that will may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. This is the benefit to the believer. He said, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, The next verse is where we're going. Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. So God is not actually interested in judging and condemning and destroying as he is in saving. It's only where there is no just reason to deliver that there will be destruction. That is why we say, that ministers in America should stop calling for judgment. When we say, we're saying, repent, otherwise there will be judgment. That is different from us going to God and saying, these people are wicked, you better judge them, or you go and apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. When you say that, you have made a case against the nation, and when you do that, judgment will come. Eventually, if there are not enough intercessors to defray that particular thing. Amen. Now, he said, peradventure. And and Abraham answered and said, Behold, now I have taken it upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure, they shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Will thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find there... Forty-five, Because he's saying, if the 50 be short of five men, praise the Lord, I will not destroy it. All right. And he spoke unto him yet again and said, peradventure, there shall be 40 found there. And he said, I will not do it for the 40's sake. And he said unto him, oh, let not the Lord be angry. (laughs) And I will speak. Peradventure, there shall 30 be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, Behold, now I've taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure, there be 20 found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for the 20's sake. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. And I will speak yet but once, this once. Peradventure, 10 shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for 10's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham. And Abraham returned unto his place. Now when the Lord got to Sodom and Gomorrah and found that there were not ten righteous people, he destroyed the place. In the book of Ezekiel, can we go to Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 29, it said, and the people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have Oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. When there is no intercessor in the land, the judgments of God will come to the land, even to families. When you do not find a believer among them because intercession is based on relationship. Remember when after that Jesus was crucified he he died and he was you know they they, they, they had you know uh, brought him down from the cross. Jo- the Bible tells us that Joseph of Arimathea went to Pilate to to re- request for the body of Jesus. All right, He did it because he had a relationship. Praise the Lord. We intercede to the Father because we have a relationship with the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. We are standing in the stead of Christ, in the place of Christ. Amen? That's why as long as we're here in the name of Jesus. And then the Holy Ghost also comes alongside us to pray. Amen? All right. The Bible says he makes, we'll we'll get to that. Praise the Lord Jesus. So when God sought for a man and he could not find one, he said, verse 31 says, therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them and I've consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, said the Lord God. What are we talking about? You see, some people these days when we say everything, we have to qualify it all right because people are saying will be saying you mean he's trying to club us already and all of that no the people he stated what the people were doing there was wickedness in the land praise the lord jesus amen now in acts chapter 12 we're going to see another situation where intercession had to be made and what you know there was an, an adversarious situation and brethren had to pray. Glory be to God. In, if people are not saved where you are, you can pray, and God will save them. Now, about the time Herod the king, verse one, stretched forth his hand to a vex setting of the church. This word vex here means to trouble, to harm, to to um. Just to do harm to or evil or to injure or to plague. That's what it's, the dictionary says that that's what that is. All right? What I mean is the Greek dictionary says that's what that is. Amen? Certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, one of the apostles. He killed him with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter. Peter is the, the, the apostle, Peter, who's the head of the brethren as it were he took him also and then were the days of unleavened bread and when he had apprehended him he put him in prison and delivered him to four of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him to the people and Peter therefore was kept in prison but prayer was made without season of the church unto God for him. This is in the session. They began to go to God in prayer because they thought they won't kill James. They killed James. <laughs> when they killed James, the church decided that we're not going to watch this thing and let it happen. So brethren began to gather together her prayer meetings. Hallelujah. And they were praying ceaselessly for the apostle Peter unto God. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison and behold the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying arise up quickly his chains fell off from his hands and the angel said unto him guard yourself guard thyself and bind on thy sandals And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. (laughs) Hallelujah. So he took him out of prison. Glory be to God. And from there, Peter, you know, found his way and went to some other region. Praise the Lord Jesus. All right. Amen. So we see cases here of intercessions being made on behalf of a people.